Hey guys, I'm Pastor Jason Shirley. I'm the associate pastor right here at Word of Life Church in Carlsbad, New Mexico. And I'm really excited that you have joined us today online. Just a couple of things. I want you to drop us a line if you're watching wherever in the world and let us know where you're watching from. We would love to hear from you. Second, if you want to partner with us today in a financial way, then you can give by texting 84321 and just text your amount, or you can go to our website, wolcarlsbad.com, and you can click the Give tab and give that way. The last thing today is that if you have any needs or anything like that that we can partner with you on, then drop us a line and send us that, and we're going to partner with you in prayer. I believe today is going to be a wonderful day. I want you to open up your heart to receive from the Word of God today and always remember that God is madly in love with you. Let's get to the service. It says this, And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And the aspect of Holy Spirit that we're talking about today is our partnership with Him. He's come to join with you. He's come to connect with you in a divine partnership. And I love something that my friend Jerry Vaughn uh, said to me one day. We were standing in my kitchen talking, and, uh, and Jerry said this. He said, he said, you know, I've always pictured it like God the Father, God the Word, God the Holy Spirit are all in a dance Perfectly, you know, if you, if you dance, I'm not a dancer. You don't want to dance with me because I'll step on your feet. I will, you know, you don't want to dance with me. But uh, Holy Spirit, God the Father, God the Word, they are in a dance together, perfectly moving together. Praise God. And what he said was, then they're involved in this dance and they have invited you and me to join in the dance with them. Praise God. So here's what I, I the reason I said that, the reason I shared that, the reason he shared it with me is because uh, I want you to see that there is a movement with Holy Spirit that is in perfect time, that is in perfect unison, that is perfectly together. Praise God. And that's what he wants us to learn, movement that he is involved in in the earth today. Praise God. So get that in your mind and begin to think of it that way. Praise God. Holy Spirit is not the spooky part of God. You know, I remember when I was growing up, we, we spoke of the Holy Ghost. And it was considered disrespectful to call him Holy Spirit. Uh, you know, he's, he's the Holy Ghost. And, you know, and that was, that was some kind of a, uh, we, we kind of had a different, uh, you know, we, we thought of people who said the Holy Spirit as, well, they're watering down. So, you know, they're, they're reducing this down. But really, it's just a different word. It really means the same thing. So we're not going to get hung up on Holy Ghost. If you want to call him Holy Ghost, he's good with that. The Bible calls him Holy Ghost in some translations. Other translations call him Holy Spirit, but it's the same person. So, so don't get hung up on that word, Holy Spirit or Holy Ghost. Um, and 
you know, don't don't get caught up in, in that idea, but know that it's the same person. Praise God. Now, notice what he said here. Take the helmet of salvation, Holy Spirit, and God the Word. God the Word. Now, remember, uh, you know, I've said this many times, and I'm going to say it again this morning. If you've already heard it and you already got it, good. Uh, but uh, we're going to say it again for the benefit of maybe those who have not understood. I hear Christians all the time say, God, the Holy God, they say, God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. Well, when you say it like that, now maybe this is not then Holy Spirit as God with him if he's not God. So I'm telling you, this person of the Holy Spirit is totally God. This person of Jesus, God the Word, is totally and completely God. Hallelujah. Now, we, as we understand that, I'm going to teach you some things this morning. Because at, at, at my very core, I'm a teacher, spirit, or and the sword of the spirit. Sorry, and which is the word of God. The first chapter calls Jesus the Word that was made flesh and dwelt among us. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word. And uh, in case you didn't know it, that is in the book of beginnings, which is Genesis, the beginning. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void. Darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God, or Holy Spirit, hovered over the face of the deep. So we see right here, in those first two verses of the Bible, we see God the Father, God the Word, and God the Holy Spirit. Now, let's look at that. Genesis chapter 1, we could say in Him, in Christ, God, notice here, then we have Holy Spirit on the scene. It says, Holy Spirit was hovering. Notice He, he didn't do anything except hover he's he what what does that word you know what what does that word hover imply to you he hovered over the face of the deep he was just he was there over the face of the deep and then something happened god said now what went out of the mouth of god when god said words right Words went out of the mouth of God. So God the Word came forth out of the mouth of God. And when God spoke and the Word went out of the mouth of God, what did he say first? Let there be light. And what happened? There was light. So what happened there? When God spoke words out of his mouth, now God, Holy Spirit, 
has word to work with. In other words, he's got, he is now united with his teammate. And together, the words came out of the mouth of God. Holy Spirit came out of his hover state. And he began to create what God said. Let there be light, and there was light. Praise God. So what God said, and, and, and this is really important for us because it still works that way. Praise God. What comes out of the mouth of God or whenever we have God the Word present and God the Holy Spirit present, then Holy Spirit begins to confirm the word. Do you get that? Do you, do you see that? When we speak, and we speak what has already come out of the mouth of God, but in your individual circumstance, in your individual situation, what is the word that came out of the mouth of God that relates to what you are dealing with in your life? What did God say about it? What did God say about it? Not what you said about it. What did God say about it? You see, because man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So there's got to be a word that is the word of God. Holy Spirit will not just confirm any word. He will confirm God's word. So when you speak, speak God's word. Now here's what happens. Many times, many Christians have no revelation of the word of God or, or their, their knowledge of God's word is, is sorely lacking. And many Christians are saying what is not God's word, but is what is their own word. And rather than, you know, I was taught, coming up in, in, in Word of Faith circles, I was taught that when you need something from God, the first thing you do is, who, who knows, what's the first thing you do? When you have a need in your life, what is the first thing to do? Okay, I heard some people say pray. That's not the first thing you do. Go to God's word. I heard it. I heard it. The first thing you do is find out what God said about your situation. What he said about that need that is in your life. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. Now, the, the word God right there really is not the word Dios. It is the word Christos. So it is faith comes by hearing the word of Christ. The word of Christ 
or the the word Christ means the anointing or the anointed one. He is the Christ. He is the anointed one. So faith comes by hearing the word of now, he's not just talking about the, the, the words that are in red in your red letter edition Bible. He is saying anything that speaks to you of what God did in Christ is the word of Christ. It is the word of Christ. Praise God. It didn't say the word spoken by Christ. It says the word of Christ. The word that is of him, the word that is about him, the word that reveals him, the word that gives you understanding of him, the word that gives you a revelation of what God did in Christ. That's what he's talking about. Faith comes by hearing what God did in Christ, how he dealt with your situation in Christ. Praise God. That's where this faith comes. It doesn't come by just hearing a word from the Bible. Let me just say, did you know, did you know that there are lies in the Bible? Oh, now, Pastor, you're getting into heresy right here. No, I'll, I'll prove it. The Bible says in the book of Acts that a couple by the name of Ananias and Sapphira, they lied to the Holy Spirit but their lie is recorded in the Bible. So, I'm not saying that God's Word is a lie. I'm not saying your Bible is a lie. I'm saying there are things, in, if you don't learn the Word and you don't learn what is being said, Ananias and Sapphira's lie is recorded in there. And you could say, well, it's a, it's a Bible. came right out of the Bible. It did. But what was recorded in there was not true. So you need to be—you uh, need to be a student of the Word of God because Holy Spirit will not speak of Himself. He will only speak what He hears. He will only speak the word that He hears from Father which is the Word of God. In other words, He will only speak Jesus. He will only speak Christ to you. He will only speak Christ to your situation. He will only speak what God has done in Christ into your situation. So if you're trying to get Holy Spirit to agree with you, but what you're saying is not Christ... You need to go back to your Bible, and you need to see what the Bible says about the Christ and speak that into your situation. And when you speak that into your situation, then Holy Spirit can begin to take that. And just like when God said, let there be light, Holy Spirit sprung into instant action and caused there to be light. And when you speak what God has said over your situation, Holy Spirit springs into action and he causes what you said, which was what God said, to become a reality in your life. Praise God. And many Christians... Are, are, are really not getting any uh, manifestation 
of their prayers because they don't know what God said. Because they're just saying things that they wish was. They're just saying things they hoped it's this way. Or they think it should be this way. Well, God, you know, I, I, think, I think if you love me, right there, you just mess it all up. If you love me. He does. Why don't you just say, Father, I thank you that because you love me. Now you're saying what God said so far. Let's make sure the rest of that, of, of your statement lines up also. Father, I thank you that because you love me, that the book of Isaiah, you said by the prophet Isaiah, it's a, it's a good idea to open your Bible and point to it, see, because you can't be deceived when you're reading it off the pages. When you open up your Bible to Isaiah chapter 53 and say, he was wounded for my transgressions. You said by the prophet Isaiah that he was bruised for my iniquities. You said by the prophet Isaiah that with his stripes I am healed. You said it right there it is. You said it. You cannot lie, praise God. And Holy Spirit watches over the word. That's what the scripture says. God said, I watch over my word to perform it. Hallelujah. So he is watching over his word, what is said when you speak his word out of your mouth. Holy Spirit is watching over that, and he springs into immediate action to confirm the word. The Bible says in the book of Acts, uh, excuse me, in the book of Mark, right at the end of the, uh, of the book of Mark, it says that they went out and they preached everywhere. The Lord worked with them, confirming what? The word with signs following. Holy Spirit always teams up with the Word. Praise God. He has come to, yes, He's come to help you, but how does He help you? He helps you by confirming when you speak the Word out of your mouth. So it is critical, it is vital to your life that what comes out of your mouth is God's word because that is the only word that Holy Spirit will confirm. It is the only word that he will give manifestation to. But there's a problem when you don't know what the word says. There's a problem when you don't know, when, when, when you're just speaking what you think ought to be. You know, we, we create, get this, we create a God that is in the image of what we think God ought to be instead of what he said he is. We create this image of God, and then we expect God to confirm the image that we think he is. We expect, you know, and there are all kinds of crazy stuff. You know, and 
Chris said this uh, Wednesday night. She, she said that, you know, God's not going to answer this prayer like if, uh, if, if somebody's praying for somebody else's, you know, uh, somebody else's husband or somebody else's wife. He's not going to confirm that. And, and, and the weird thing is I actually knew somebody that did that one time. And that, as crazy as that sounds, this was a married man, and there was a widow in the church, and this married man wanted to marry this widow. Well, he's already married. So God was not going to confirm that word. Well, the Bible says, he said he would give me the desires of my heart, and he isn't. He didn't. Thank God the widow was smarter than that. You know, I mean, that, that could have been a self-fulfilling, really honestly mad at God because God promised him the desires of his heart. And he was praying some stupid fool prayer and expecting God that he's going to confirm that. He's going to give, you know, we got to know. We got to know that what we're praying is according to his work. First John chapter 5 says this. It says, this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything, all about the move of the Holy Spirit, but no teaching of the Word. You know, we, we've had some powerful moves of the Holy Spirit around here just recently. A couple of weeks ago, we had a powerful, powerful move of the Holy Spirit. Last week was a little more subdued. Last week, you know, and, and, and I said to, uh, to Albert and Jason back there at the back, I said, if, we, if every week we have what we had last week, that's not healthy. That's not healthy. So, so don't get in, into that rut of thinking we've got to have, well, the move of God that didn't even get to preach. And we think that that is a wonderful thing. Well, it is a wonderful thing, not every week, though. If we don't have the, the preaching and the teaching of the Word of God, all we're going to end up with is a bunch of emotional hype. And emotional hype will do nothing for you. Am I saying that that, that service where people were on the floor. I've seen people bounce on the neck and in the back of their head, you know. I, I mean, I, I, I was in a service, and, and I laid hands on a lady, and down she went. There wasn't a catcher behind her. She hit the concrete floor, and for the next two hours, there was a church fellowship after that. This was in a foreign country, by the way, but it happens here, too. But th this lady got up, and for the next two hours, she sat through the entire church fellowship with an ice pack on the back of her head. And I didn't push her. Honest, I didn't. 
But she went down, and she went down hard. You know, I remember hearing the stories when I was a, a, a little kid. I remember hearing the stories of the move of God. I remember hearing stories of, of ladies under the, uh, under the power of God getting up. And I, I'm not talking about stepping on the seats of the pews. I'm belly coal-fired stove. And if you've ever been around one of those, you know how hot those get. I've heard of, of people under the power of God bear-hugging those things and running circles around them and not get burned. Under the anointing of the Holy Spirit would have come up with blisters all over themselves. They'd have, they they might have hit the first two pews when they tried to run across the back of it, but yeah, they would have face planted. Started off with a genuine flow of the Holy Spirit and a genuine power of God upon their ministry, but then they got off into the flesh, and because they got off into the flesh, they had to start manufacturing it. They had to start doing stuff like wearing earpiece so people could feed them. I refuse to be a part of that. I refuse to be a part of that. If Holy Spirit doesn't do it, it ain't going to confirm my word. He will only confirm the word of God. God, the Holy Spirit, and God, the word, are partners. And if you take any one of those out, you know, if you, if you take Holy Spirit out of it, all you've got is a lecture. But if you take God the word you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority. But whatever he hears, he will speak. Whatever he hears, not what he hears from me, whatever he hears from God, he will speak. Now, if I'm saying the same thing God said, now he can take what he hears from me. Word. He's God the word says, he will glorify me. Or we could say this, he will glorify the word. Hallelujah. He will glorify the word, for he will take of mine and declare it to you. He will declare it to you. He will take what is mine and declare it to you. Praise God. Now get, get this. In 1 John chapter 5, verse number 7, here's what he says. He says, for, <clears throat> for there are three that bear witness in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. These three are one. You can't remove any one of those from the equation. Jesus said, he, he says, all that the Father has are mine. He says, and I'm telling you, Holy Spirit will take what is mine and will declare it to you. Now, that word declare really is, is uh, uh, you know, he's not talking about he'll just tell it to you. 
but it, it, it goes further than that is that he will, he will confirm it to you. He will make it obvious to you. He will, some translations say it this way, he will show it to you. Now, when you use the word show, you've changed this now from, from hearing it to seeing it. He, and that word can be translated both ways. He will declare it. He will speak it to you, but he will also show it to you. There will be a visible manifestation of what the word is. He will, all, all things that the Father has are mine. So I'm saying to you, he will take what is mine and he will show it to you. Praise God. He will make it visible. He will make it obvious to you. And another way that that can be translated is he will reveal it to you. To reveal implies that you pull the cover off of something. Hallelujah. You, you're taking the cover off of something. So Holy Spirit will take what is from the Father, which is from Jesus, and he will pull the cover off of it so you can see it. Off of it, off of it, so that it could be seen. He'll overshadow you, or he will hover over you, and you will conceive, and you will give birth, and what you give birth to will be the Son of God about Jesus. In fact, Jesus appeared to some of his disciples on the road to Emmaus, and he began to talk to them, and what he said to them was, or what the Scripture says of that conversation, it says that he opened the Scriptures from Moses and all the prophets. Well, if you're talking about Moses, Moses was the writer of Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, first five books of the Bible. Moses wrote those books. So when it says that he opened to them the Scriptures beginning with Moses and the prophets, that's saying the whole Old Testament, everything that had been said in the Old Testament. And so when when he, he says that he began to expound to them the things concerning himself. So when the angel said this to Mary, and Mary, let it be to me according to all the words that have been spoken for the last 4,000 years, let it be to me. And the moment that she said that, she conceived of the Holy Spirit, God the Word, and every word became flesh, as, as John wrote. He said, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. So every word that God had spoken for 4,000 years became flesh in the womb of Mary that day. Jesus spoke a word. Jesus said, I can't do anything except what I see from my Father. I can't say anything except what I hear from my Father. If I say it, it's because I already heard the Father say it. Praise God. And when he said it, when, I, when he spoke it out of his mouth, Holy Spirit was with him and anointing him, and Holy Spirit was his teammate. And just like Holy Spirit teamed up with the word that went forth out of the mouth of God that said, let there be light, in the same way when Jesus said, go show yourself to the priest, and he went and he came back seeing. 
Praise God. When Jesus said, stretch out your hand, and he stretched it out, and it was made whole like the other one. When Jesus cried, Lazarus, come forth. Father is a healer by the, by the prophet David, who happened to be the psalmist. We know him mostly as the psalmist or the king. We fail to realize often that he was a prophet. But, but when, when the, the prophet David, he said, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who pardons all of your iniquities and heals all of your diseases. So when Jesus spoke healing to someone, when they let the, the man down through the roof in front of Jesus into the room where Jesus is preaching, and Jesus says, Son, your sins are forgiven you. What was he saying there? He was saying what he had already heard from the Father, who forgives all your iniquities. He heard that from Father. So when he spoke that from Father, the man received the remission of sins. And Praise God. Praise God. Because Jesus spoke what he had already heard from the Father. Are you speaking what you've already heard from the Father? Or are you speaking what you hope is? Or are you speaking what you think it should be? Or are you speaking some self-generated idea of what you think God ought to be? Or are you speaking what you've heard? If you're speaking what you have heard, Holy Spirit is on the spot to be sure that what you're speaking comes to pass because he will not let a single word of God fall to the ground. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Want to know, all right, so how do we get the signs and wonders and the miracles? You see, Jesus said, the works that I do shall you do also, and greater works than these because I go to the Father. He said, we this, the works that he did, if you're going to do the works that he did, you're going to have to do it the way he did it. Say that again. If you're going to do the works he did, you're going to have to do it the way he did it. And the way he did it was in partnership with Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit will not confirm anything that God did not say. So if you're going to do it the way Jesus did it, you're going to have to only do what you hear from the Father. You're going to have to only say what you hear from the Father. The word that goes forth out of his mouth, it will not return void. But it will prosper in the thing to where it is sent. And it will accomplish what it is sent to accomplish. Praise God. Praise God. Trust this is making you want to get your Bible out. See, because there's no, there's no signs and wonders apart from the Bible. There are some lying signs and wonders. There are some false signs and wonders. But there are no genuine signs and wonders apart from the Bible, apart from the Word of God. And if we cease to have the Word of God, I was so happy when we did our leadership meeting last week and someone said, you know, the, we, we need the Word. We need the Word. And I assured them that the Word will remain forefront. 
Praise God. The word, I trust, I believe that the same thing can be said out of his mouth, that the word will remain forefront in this church. That's why we are word of life church. Praise God. We're not first church of the Holy Spirit. Nothing against Holy Spirit. All we got, remember, if all we've got is word, we just got a lecture. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you today for your word. I thank you for the Holy Spirit that has come to work with us to confirm the word with signs following. And I declare in the name of Jesus, God the word, I'm speaking to you now, Lord Jesus, God the word, I'm speaking to you now. And I declare out of my mouth that you have forefront the foremost place in this house. Holy Spirit, we welcome you to do what you do, to partner with God the Word. Thank you. Thank you. you've never received Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. I want to give you the opportunity to do so this morning. You see, the very first confirmation that God will do in your life is to raise you up with Christ to make you a new creation in Christ. Because none of the rest of this matters at all if you've never received Jesus as your personal Savior. None of the rest of it, signs, wonders, miracles, none of that matters at all. That's, that is completely off the table until you receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. Jesus said, he didn't say, you, you must work signs and wonders. He didn't say you must lay hands on the sick and they will recover. He, he said you must be born again. Now, the signs and wonders, the manifestations of the Spirit, they're, they're to follow after that. But first and foremost is to receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. So let's start with first things First, if you have never received Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, you can be born again, and it only takes about 10 seconds, if that long. Bible says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, you believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart... One believes under righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. So I want to ask you right now, I want to ask everyone in this room to pray this prayer with me. You say, well, I've, I've already done that. 
you know what? You can't confess Jesus as Lord too many times. That's what we're going to do. If you pray this for the first time and you mean what you're saying, praise God, then the Bible says you will be saved. That means you will be born again. You will pass from death unto life. You will become a new creation in Christ. So say this after me, everyone in the room, please, and everyone online. I don't care if you're driving down the road. I don't care where you are. Maybe you're in a crowd. Just say it under your breath. If you mean it, it will. It, 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 your, everything changes. If you don't mean it, nothing will happen. So let's say this together. Say, God in heaven, thank you for sending your son Jesus to die on a cross for me. I believe that he paid the penalty for all of my sins. And then you raised him from the dead so I could have new life. Jesus, I choose you today to be my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for saving me. From this moment forward, begin to teach me to know you. I want to know you. Thank you, Jesus, for coming into my life. Praise God. Amen. That means so be it. So be it. That's, that's what Mary said. So be it, or be it unto me according to your word. Praise God. Those words were enough to cause a virgin to conceive. And those words are enough to cause you to pass from death to life. Hallelujah.